Hey, Mitch, we made sure to get a tweet out and stuff about not having the podcast on Monday, right? Nah, I didn't bother with it. Figured we could do it, you know, on Wednesday when we actually had the podcast. That makes no sense whatsoever. Why Why would we wait until Wednesday? We figured all the fucking beat writers did it, so why not us? Because uh, we want to actually be fucking professional, at least try to be fucking professional on this. Dude, this ain't fucking professional. This fucking podcast sucks a dick. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Dark House Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Wednesday, January 13th. We are going to go over the wild card weekend from this last weekend. Very good weekend. Uh, not so much profit is what I wanted. Uh, we'll get into that when we get into the Tampa Bay-Washington game. Um uh, but it is what it is. We'll move on to the divisional round. This is going to be the start of the trilogy series for Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and on Facebook for the time being, Dennis M. Roy. A uh, lot to get through here. Uh, we're just going to basically make this one the recap episode. Uh, for the weekend, not going to really go through any of the coaching news. Um, although rumor has it that Adam Gase is a finalist for the Philadelphia Eagles job, which I find absolutely fucking hysterical that anybody's even really considering him. Um, although I'm still trying, I, I I saw it on the internet. I'm thinking it's got to be a fucking joke. There's no way. There's no way Adam Gase gets another fucking job. Oh, my God. If he does, NFL NFL owners are just stupid. Why would you rehash that piece of shit? Jesus Christ. But we're going to go back through the wild card games. We'll just go through some stats and some interesting things here. Um, we are going to start with the Saturday games and work all the way through the Sunday night game, which uh, absolutely blew my fucking mind. Um, but uh, for the time being, let's go Colts, Buffalo Bills. Bills, the 27-24 to winner at home. They did allow some fans into the stadium, which was really cool. Um, but uh, still, fuck you, uh, state of New York, because you suck a bag of dicks. Uh, Philip Rivers, 27 of 46 for 309, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and he did not have any fumbles. Um, <clears throat> would have been an actual really good pay down option, actually, since he hit the 309, only on DK because he would have gotten the bonus for the 300 yards. Um, otherwise, it was still Josh Allen 
who was the top option there. Uh, Jonathan Taylor for the Colts, 21 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown, good for a 3.7 average. Uh, also had two receptions on four targets for six yards there. Uh, Naheem Hines was a guy that I also wrote up. Uh, six carries, 475 yards, so... <laughs> oh, one catch on three targets for eight yards. He got fucked out of two touchdowns at the goal line. Um, one time getting fucked by Jacoby Brissett, and actually the Jonathan Taylor touchdown. He should have. Uh, it should have been his the play before, um, but they decided they wanted to fuck around. Um, yeah, Michael Pittman also had a carry for eleven yards. That Michael Pittman man had a really good game. Uh, five receptions on 10 targets for 90 yards. Did not see that one coming, uh, if I'm going to be completely open and honest. Tight end Jack Doyle, who was in the write-up, seven receptions on nine targets for 70 yards and a touchdown. Oh, Jack motherfucking Doyle. Oh, that had everything to do with Snapshare. That had everything to do with targets the past uh, three to four weeks. How I got onto that one uh, was actually a little bit chalkier than I thought he was going to be um, for cash games. He had a real high ownership, and I'm surprised that they did do that for the 50-50s, um, not paying up uh, for the other tight ends in there. That's more for the six-game slate. I was playing cash, not th- uh, on the three-game. Three-game, I would have expected him to be a lot higher, but he wasn't. Uh, that's why I was a little odd that... He was that highly, highly used on the six-game slate when he was his ownership was so low on the three-game. But it is what it is. Zach Pascal, three receptions on five targets, thirty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Just gross. Uh, Trey Burton, three, uh, three receptions on three targets for thirty-four yards, no touchdowns. T.Y. Hilton, who had a, a lot of usership uh, this weekend. Very surprising. Two receptions on five targets for 32 yards. There's no fucking way. Uh, I was going to go against Tredavious White with T.Y. Hilton in that spot. And then to kind of finish it off, he had Mo Cox. Four receptions for 32 yards on four targets. Uh, Buffalo side, Josh Allen, who was the guy that I just wrote up for specifically just for the three-game slate. Um Six games late, he was totally in play as well. 26 of 35 for 324, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Also had 11 carries for 54 yards and a touchdown. He had a very, very good day. Uh, definitely was the guy to uh, to utilize on the Saturday slate, Saturday only slate. Uh, Devin Singletary had three carries for 21 yards, no touchdowns. Zach Moss, who left with an injury, he's on IR, he is gone. Had seven carries for 21 yards before he left. He is, uh, with him being on IR, that actually moves T.J. Yeldon into the fold. Uh, they also did put Devontae Freeman, uh, who was with the New York Giants. They put him on their practice squad. Buffalo receiving, he had Stephon Diggs, of course, written up. Uh, six receptions for 128 yards and a touchdown on nine targets. That was kind of... Uh, I don't know what you wanted me to say. Uh, that was kind of an obvious play. It was super obvious. Everybody everybody had shares of him all over the place, no matter if you're in tournament or in cash. Uh, Gabriel Davis, four receptions for 85 yards on four targets, no touchdowns. Cole Beasley uh, looked pretty decent, actually. Seven receptions for 57 yards on seven targets. 
So he caught all his targets. It was great. Uh, Zach Moss was actually having a pretty decent day, though. Um, before he left, he had four receptions for 26 yards on four targets. So it was pretty good there. Uh, Devin Singletary also had three receptions for 23 yards on three targets. Uh, his t- his touch total is going to go up in this next game, too. Uh, so we do have to kind of keep an eye on Devin Singletary. Where am I going? Oh, Got to save that. Got to save that for the uh, other two podcasts. Dawson Knox, the tight end. That's a pain in my ass. Two receptions for five yards and a touchdown on three targets. Uh, John Brown, four targets, no receptions. Uh, Josh Allen couldn't hit the broadside of a barn throwing to the John Brown side. Uh, It was rather disgusting, to be completely honest with you. Moving on to the next game, L.A. Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams dispatched the Seattle Seahawks 30-20. Jared Goff uh, came in as John Walford uh, sustained a neck injury. Walford was 3 of 6 for 29 yards before leaving. Also had a carry for 2. That's when he got hurt. Uh, Jared Goff came in, broken thumb and all. 9 for 19, 155 yards and a touchdown. Uh, just not really good. He actually took off uh, four times, uh, had four yards. Uh, Should have basically just been like, no, I'm going to throw this fucking ball down so, you know, people stop fucking running at me. Cam Akers. All right, let's talk about Cam Akers. I didn't make a decision between Cam Akers and Ronald Jones. That's what infuriates me a little bit more about the whole Ronald Jones because I was deciding between the two. I chose Ronald Jones. Uh, We'll get into that one. In the next game, and Cam Akers went ham. 28 carries for 131 yards. Good for a 4.7 average and a touchdown. Also had two receptions on two targets for 45 yards. So very, very good game for Cam Akers coming off uh, just an absolute shit show game uh, the week before in, in week 17. Malcolm Brown chipped in. Nine carries for 30 yards, no touchdowns there. Also had a reception on one target for nine yards. Robert Woods, ooh, one carry for minus three yards. Oh, Robert Woods, you piss me off. Uh, Cooper Cup, uh, the guy that I wrote up, four receptions uh, for 78 yards, no touchdowns on nine targets, 19.5 av- yards, uh, uh, basically uh, 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 yards per catch on there. <sighs> Just phenomenal. Uh, Robert Woods, uh, though, four receptions for 48 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. So he got it done there. Was rather pissed off about it. Um, seemed like the Rams went to Cup early and then all of a sudden just completely faded off of him and went to Woods uh, later in the game, which was really weird uh, considering the fact I would have thought that they would have just kept fucking running the ball since they were having such great success, but... Uh, did not realize at that time that Cam Akers was, had that high of a carry total. So, I mean, if you would have told me he was going to get 28 carries, I would have just been like, sure, let's just go Cam Akers there. But chose Ronald Jones, and we'll get over to that in a minute. Russell Wilson, what a shitty game. 11-27 to 27 for 174 yards, two touchdowns, and whoo, one horrible interception. That he threw right to cornerback Darius Williams, and he ran it in for a touchdown pick six. Oh, my God, that was completely horrible. Um, I did choose the Seattle Seahawks defense basically over the L.A. Rams. I did like the Rams. Uh, decided to pay down for Seattle, uh, figuring that they 
you know, they were going to be very similar uh, at a lower discounted rate. Uh, the problem is that when Russell Wilson threw that touchdown, that basically sealed it. Uh, that you know, you had to have the Rams uh, if you're going to have any shot of winning a GPP. <clears throat> Chris Carson, 16 carries for 77 yards, good for a 4.8 average. Russell Wilson also had four carries for 50 yards. Uh, in there, Carlos Hyde finished four carries for five yards. Woof. DK Metcalf, okay, five receptions for 96 yards and two touchdowns on 11 targets. His second touchdown, I'll fucking give it to him. That first touchdown, I mean, I can't really fault DK because he actually did the right thing. Uh, basically went into a scramble drill, and DK ended up pulling off and going towards the far back corner um, of the field. Russell Wilson running to his left, just heaved the fucking ball and uh, connected with Metcalf for a very long touchdown, 51-yarder to be exact. Um, lucky as shit. Lucky as fucking shit. If, I mean, it is, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that kind of is what it is. It happens. Shit happens, but it shouldn't have. Um, I stick by not putting in DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett in the write-up. Um, but Metcalf, you know, if Metcalf only gets that one touchdown towards the end of the game, uh, he doesn't hit any value. He doesn't really hit any point total. Uh, but because he got the 51 yarder, stupid ass fucking Russell Wilson running around, um, uh, you know, scramble drill there, throws it for a touchdown. We've seen that time and time again. Um, but I wouldn't change anything for it, uh, for what I had written up. So, uh, last but certainly not least, nothing much else going out outside of Freddie Swaim. Uh, one reception, 28 yards on one target. Oh, I actually didn't do Tyler Lockett. Uh, two receptions for 43 yards on four targets, so he had a really down game after a really good game. Imagine that. Um, I saw people in the chat, you got to keep that in your memory banks. That, uh, after a big game, he, he often fails. No, we know, we know that. We were talking about that all year. Uh, I don't know how you weren't in that conversation. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31-23 to winners over the Washington Douche Canoes. Uh, first and foremost, um, <clears throat> so Ronald Jones, we noticed this. I was over at my buddy Randy's house. We were watching in the garage, having, you know, having some beverages, alcohol, alcoholic beverages. Um, we noticed right at the beginning of the game that uh, Leonard Fournette was in there and not Ronald Jones. And we were like, where the fuck is Ronald Jones? So went online and, you know, kind of did some dicking around. And uh, there was two things. There was the, it came up that he had a quad injury. Now, that one I didn't find until about 30 minutes after the game had started, okay? And what they, and then, uh, it was probably at the end, almost the end of the first quarter when they were like, well, Ronald Jones, he's not going to be returning to this game. No, you motherfuckers. He was never in the game. You need to be in the game to return to the game. You know, and they showed him on the sideline sitting on the bench with his big fucking coat on. You know, he had his shit on. So it was like, okay, when the fuck did this happen? Well, we find out, we find out in that in pregame, uh, 
his quad he his quad injury was acting up, so they just decided that they weren't gonna fucking tell anybody and leave it this big dirty little fucking secret. Well, you know, when you got you know, for me, a couple hundred bucks fucking put into these contests and they they have Ronald Jones in them. Uh, even with me missing on Cam Akers, I can fucking switch to Leonard Fournette, at least have a fucking shot, right? At least give people a fucking shot? Nope, they didn't want to fucking do that whatsoever. Um, and it also kind of come out that it quite possibly what was happening was uh, Ronald Jones, I guess, uh, apparently is very pissed off that he did not hit 1,000 yards on the season, and he was liking and retweeting posts that... Um, we're kind of talking shit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for not giving him an opportunity. Uh, so that might actually play a little bit of a part in it. I don't know. I don't know. hundred percent. know. you know, the truth that's in there. So, uh, it kind of is what it is. I just got to fucking scrap the weekend, stick to how I, how I, you know, break shit down and just go back into it again for the divisional round. Just, we're going to have two games less, right? Four teams less of, worth of players so is what it is tampa still wins this game no matter what tom brady 22 of 40 for 381 two touchdowns no interceptions there uh also had three carries for minus two yards so a couple kneel downs in there uh the aforementioned leonard fournette 19 carries for 93 yards and a touchdown also had four receptions on four targets for 39 yards. So basically you could take Ronald Jones, you could take that 93 yards, right? You can at least get the grounding game. You could pretty much figure that you lost out on probably about 15 point, at least 15 points in there. Um, wouldn't have matched cam makers, but at least would have kept you, you know, viable to win money. Uh, like I said, can't really do anything about it. It is what it is. Antonio Brown also had a carry for 22 yards. Fucking Antonio Brown. Oh, my God. He's still got it. Keyshawn Vaughn was in the game. Five carries for 21 yards. Uh, also had one target. Uh, no receptions. So that was great. Uh, we talked about the wide receivers here. <coughs> uh, we'll just kind of get into it. Mike Evans, six receptions on 10 targets for 119 yards. No touchdowns. Look good out there. He was gimping when he was going back to the sidelines every once in a while, uh, but looked pretty decent in the you know in that game. Uh, Chris Godwin, five receptions for 79 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. Antonio Brown, two receptions, 49 yards, and a touchdown on three targets. So all three wide receivers really kind of came through. Antonio Brown, maybe not so much, but at least he scored points. Uh, Scotty Miller did again on the field, one reception, 15 yards on one target uh the tight end to have was actually not rob gronkowski who had one target for no receptions it was actually cameron Brait, uh the return of the Brait, four receptions 80 yards no touchdowns on six targets uh Keyshawn vaughn uh this is why you don't put a rookie in during the playoffs um at least not one that's you know, getting a, a shit ton of, you know, one that's only getting a handful of carries. Uh, had a fumble and lost it. Uh, Taylor Heineke actually started this game and started and finished this game. 26 of 44 for 306. One touchdown and an interception. Also had six carries for 46 yards and a touchdown. So really good day on there. Um, I would have never fucking played him. Um, 
Tampa Bay's defense was very highly owned uh, with the whole quarterback, you know, not really controversy, but, you know, uh, who's going to start, who's, you know, going to fit, you know, or are they going to rotate, you know, whatnot. So um, Tampa Bay did not come through with Washington scoring 23 points, but um, it can look good. Uh, but uh, long-term future, no, there's nothing there. Antonio Gibson, 14 carries for 31 yards, no touchdowns. J.D. McKissick, two rushes, five yards, and a touchdown. Uh, it was pretty glorious because he only had two receptions for eight yards on three targets. So, God damn it. God damn it, kid. You didn't throw it to the right fucking guy. Uh, Cam Sims was actually the big winner as far as the wide receivers were concerned. Seven receptions, 104 yards on 13 targets. Terry McLaurin, six for 75 on seven targets. Logan Thomas, five receptions, 74 yards on nine targets. Very good for PPR, not so much anywhere else. Uh, Steven Sims Jr., three receptions for 33 yards and a touchdown on four targets there. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle, there was actually a Jeremy Sprinkle uh, sighting. Uh, one reception on one target for eight yards there. Um, game was very boring, in my opinion. Uh, didn't really get good until the fourth quarter. I was pretty much ready to just pass out because I'd been up so early. And then you mix in with uh, alcohol in there. So that was no bueno there. Uh, moving on to the Sunday games, a uh, game that actually finished uh, under... Uh, the Tampa Bay-Washington game in terms of scoring, and that's the Baltimore Ravens, 20-13 to winners over the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but don't blame it on Lamar Jackson, 17-24 to for 179. No touchdowns and an, an interception, unfortunately. Uh, but he had 16 carries for 136 yards and a touchdown. Good for an 8.5-yard per carry average. J.K. Dobbins, who was also written up, uh, nine, 9 carries, 43 yards and a touchdown. Didn't get much in the passing game. Figured he wasn't going to. Uh, very bad pass by Lamar Miller, or Lamar Miller, Lamar Jackson. Uh, one reception on one target for minus six yards. So not very good in that. Uh, Gus Edwards, though, as well in the running game. Uh, eight carries for 38 yards. Good for a 4.8. They both actually had a 4.8. But uh, no passing targets in this game. They'll be going against the Buffalo Bills in the next round there. Uh, but Marquise Brown wrote him up. It was pretty chalk. It was pretty chalk play. Uh, it was a very good matchup for him against um, Logan. Is it? Oh God, who the fuck was it? Adoree Jackson. Um, seven receptions for 109 yards on nine targets. Uh, Mark Andrews four for 41 on six targets did not come through there. Uh, they were very high on getting Patrick Ricard involved for whatever reason. Uh, short, uh, short passing game attack was what it kind of seemed like, but he had three receptions for twenty six yards and four on four targets. He is the fullback. Uh, the only guy to get any other receptions, Willie Sneed, two for nine on two targets. Des Bryant, Miles Boykin each had a target in this game. Nothing else. Uh, Tennessee side, Ryan Tannehill, 18-26, 165, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, also had two carries for six yards, no touchdowns. He was a fade this week. Uh, kind of talked about it with Derrick Henry. It was going to be kind of hard to fade um, unless you just really wanted to pay up elsewhere. Uh, even on the three-game slate, he had 18 carries for 40 yards. Woof. 
Woof. And he had three receptions for 11 yards on three targets. Uh, big Kind of the big winner here is A.J. Brown. Six receptions for 83 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets. Most of the reason why he got so many targets, well, Corey Davis apparently got hurt, and nobody fucking knew it. Uh, Corey Davis, two targets, no receptions. Oh, that was a big fail. Anthony Ferkser basically fit in here. Uh, two receptions for 44 yards on two targets. Nick Westbrook-Akeen, two receptions for 17 yards on two targets. Johnu Smith, big, huge fucking fail in a really good spot. Ferkser basically took it. You might as well just, we should have just done Ferkser the whole fucking time. But uh, Johnu Smith, two receptions for nine yards on three targets. It looked like they were going to go to him. They they started out going to him early. And then all of a sudden they just kind of just said, eh, fuck it. Fuck Johnu. Fuck that. We want to go home. Fuck Johnu. Fuck Johnu. Chicago Bears and the New Orleans Saints. Saints, 21-9 winners. Uh, The score actually should have been 21-3, but the Bears scored a touchdown right as the clock hit zero at the end of the game. (laughs) Mitch Trubisky, 19-29 for 199 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions there. Also did not have any fumbles, which was good. Uh, Run up David Montgomery, uh, 12 for 31. Uh, also had one target, no receptions there. Um, Mitch Trubisky basically just dragged this fucking passing game down. Um, I didn't have much for the passing game as far as the Bears were concerned. I did have a, I did have um, one share of Jimmy Graham, who you know paid off at the end. Two targets uh, on two targets, he had two receptions for twenty-five yards and a touchdown. Um, there's no Darnell Mooney, so we figured maybe a little bit more going to Allen Robinson. Well, six six for 55 on seven targets. Uh, none of that's, you know, him not coming through is not his fault again. This is mostly Mitch uh, that kind of fucked everything up. Um, although I will say uh, Javon Wims dropped a huge fucking uh, touchdown reception uh, in the first half uh, that really kind of fucked their day. They might not have probably they probably would not have won but um uh they at least would have kept it kind of interesting a lot of fighting in this fucking game too it's like they just sitting there fucking fighting and fighting with each other and and people getting tossed like get the fuck out of here oh it was terrible drew Brees on the other side 28 of 39 265 and two touchdowns uh no interceptions uh, also lost out on a shot at a touchdown at the goal line um, because for whatever reason he had to take his tiny um, uh, T-Rex arms and try to put the ball over the goal. But, of course, he has tiny fucking T-Rex arms. So didn't get it done there. Uh, Alvin Kamara, though, really came through, and this really surprised me. Um, I kind of struggled with him and Henry. Um and ultimately, I, I, I faded Kamara because I was going more Michael Thomas. Now, I had said in the write-up, you can pretty much make it, you can pretty much make an excuse for anybody if you have good reasoning. Um, on a three-game slate, you I mean, you can make the case that Alvin Kamara should be included. Uh, 23 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. Just missed out on that century mark. Also had two receptions on two targets for 17 yards. So not really heavily involved in there. Taysom Hill did get his four carries for 15 yards. 
Uh, also had two receptions on two targets for five. Um, Taysom Hill also threw too. No, he did not. No, he did not. He ran. That's right. Oh no, 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 no. He uh, <laughs> he he drew the uh, he drew the Bears off sides. That's correct. That is correct. Um, Latavius Murray four carries for nine yards. Um, but Latavius Murray also had two receptions on two targets for 11 yards and a touchdown, so he got it done there. Uh, <clears throat> Michael Thomas, five receptions for 73 yards and a touchdown on seven targets. Uh, a little bit of controversy in the chat. That's really not controversy because I we were talking completely out in the fucking open. Uh, was going with uh, Marquise Callaway or Deontay Harris. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve Renner from SI said he, if you're going to take a shot on any guy at the three K level, uh, use Deontay Harris should be used more in the slot, uh, versus Callaway. Who's probably not even going to get involved. Well, guess what happened? Callaway did not get involved. We switched. I had shares of Deontay Harris. This went back to the conversation that I had on the podcast and in the write-up, if you can make a, if you can make a good argument on why a value guy could be in there, I said you have my permission to fucking do it. Deontay Harris, seven receptions, eighty-three yards on seven targets, caught all seven targets. So fifteen point three points in a PPR at minimal value, minimum cost, I should say. So he basically 5X'd. We had the conversation. Nobody outside of that SI chat asked me on anything. So I don't have time. I don't have time unless you ask. I'm not going to re-update a ton of shit on a Sunday morning. Especially this weekend for a four-game slate. No. It's not going to happen. You gotta pay. You gotta pay attention. If you want to ask, you can always ask. Hey, you got any guys that maybe can slip in there? I'll be more than happy to throw a couple names out there that actually have relevancy. No problems with it whatsoever. Jared Cook, four receptions for forty yards on seven targets, uh, did not come through there. Uh, Michael Burton got involved. Two catches for 15. Little Jordan Humphreys, one reception for 14 yards on one target. Uh, he went back to the practice squad. Uh, Trauman even had a, uh, had a reception for four yards on three targets. Emmanuel Sanders did not come through. Two receptions for three yards on three targets. That was very disappointing. Uh, Bears did a very good job, actually, on that. Um but with Deontay Harris kind of going off, it's kind of why they didn't go back to Emmanuel Sanders at all because they didn't have to. They found you know that slot spot. And that's what I was looking at. I was looking at that slot wide receiver spot. And I said I need to know who the fuck's going to be in there. And that's when Steve told told us that uh, uh, Harris should be lining up in the slot. Surprise game of the week. Uh, I did have some exposure to this mostly to Pittsburgh uh, because that's what I wrote up. Uh, Cleveland Browns, 48-37 to winners at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Baker Mayfield, 21-34, 263, and three touchdowns. No interceptions. 
Uh, running backs, Nick Chubb, 18 for 76. No touchdowns. I did like Chubb, but I did not include him. Uh, we had some conversation about it. And I said, the reason why I didn't want to do Nick Chubb is because he wasn't going to catch me. He wasn't going to catch any passes in the game. Uh, they were basically up 28 to nothing, right? So, of course, Nick Chubb, four receptions, 69 yards, and a touchdown on four targets. Uh, long 40-yard touchdown uh, reception. Uh, very good play there. Uh, yeah, made me look like shit. So that was great. But at least it was Nick Chubb, a uh, really good player that made me look like shit. Uh, Kareem Hunt, eight carries for 48 yards, two touchdowns there. Uh, and he ended up being a really good value too, right? So, uh, and of course, Kareem Hunt had to have had a lot of catches too, right? Just like Chubb, you know, at least four. No, <laughs> one catch for 13 yards on one target. So that's great. Uh, Jarvis Landry had a very good game. <clears throat> and I believe I had him. He should have been written up. Um, of course, I... Uh, Totally deleted that whole thing um, to make the new divisional divisional write-up. But uh, five receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown on eight targets. So very good game for him. Austin Hooper. I looked at Austin Hooper. I looked and I looked and I said, no, he's not going to get enough targets. Well, he had 11, he had 11 targets, had seven receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown. That's like the Austin Hooper of old. Uh, it was really weird. Uh, how did uh, how did that start up? Um, Rashad Higgins two for twenty eight on seven targets there. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones then uh, one reception for eight yards on two targets. We go to the Pittsburgh side to finish up. Roethlisberger forty seven to sixty eight sixty eight fucking passes, dude. Five hundred and one yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions. He had the four intercept. I think he had the four interceptions before he ever had a touchdown. To be completely honest, maybe I'm wrong on that. But um, in in any case, first play of the game, uh, you know, Roethlisberger's in shotgun. Marquise Pouncey fires it over his fucking head into the end zone. No fucking Pittsburgh Steeler can pick it up. And the Cleveland Browns pounce on it. There, there we go. Six points right out the gate. Uh, but with the four interceptions there um, and the fumble recovery, I mean, you're looking you're looking at basically. Uh, depending upon how it scored, five, five to ten points. Basically, five to ten points. You know, depending upon what site you're on. So that was great. Uh, James Connor uh, kind of came through here. Uh, to my dismay, eleven carries for thirty-seven yards and a touchdown. Also had five receptions on five targets for thirty. Uh, so that was actually really good in a PPR, 8, 11, uh, almost 12, and a 6, so about almost 18 points. Not bad. Benny Snell only had two carries in that whole game. I'm actually surprised that James Conner actually was able to hit 11 carries uh, with how far behind they had fucking gotten. But wide receivers, who talked about uh, the big three in uh, Deontay Johnson, Smith-Schuster, and Chase Claypool. Uh, they actually all three came in in a certain way. Uh, Smith Schuster, Juju was actually the top guy though. Uh, Thirteen receptions on nineteen targets, man. Uh, One hundred fifty-seven yards and a touchdown. Cleveland slot. That's where you like to kind of go, right in where the safeties are, right. Um, 
guess who lines up in the slot next their next week opponent? Uh, that'd be Tyreek Hill. So, yeah. But Deontay Johnson, 11 receptions, 117 yards on 16 targets. No touchdowns there. James Washington, 5 for 72 on 6 targets. Uh, Eric Ebron was 7 receptions for 62 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. So really good uh, tight end option, especially on the three-game slate. Uh, Chase Claypool, can't forget about him. Five receptions, 59 yards, and two touchdowns on seven targets. Benny Snell actually also had a uh, reception for four yards, uh, which is really fucking weird because it's Benny fucking Snell. So what are we looking for in the divisional round? Well, here's our current matchups. LA, LA Rams will meet the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Uh, for the early game on Saturday. The late game will be Baltimore at Buffalo. Moving on to Sunday, the early game will be Cleveland at Kansas City. And the late game on Fox uh, will be Tampa Bay at New Orleans. And I really actually like the fact that that game starts at, you know, uh, 540 Central. So 640 at the latest. So it gets about a half hour, you know, Half hour, 45 minute earlier start than, say, the NBC broadcast, uh, which is fucking terrific. So, that is our recap for the wild card. I don't really want to get too involved in there because I want to move on to our next two podcasts. Uh, the first uh, <clears throat> podcast, number two of the trilogy, will be us going through the Saturday game. So, that is going to be Rams Packers uh, and Baltimore Buffalo, we're going to go take a look through a couple of things here. We're going to insert some players uh, and get everything ready to go for the weekend, at least get a really good start so I can get writing. So if you're not going to go back to back to back, I'll talk to you guys later. Doghouse out. Fuck you, Bruce Arians, you son of a bitch.